That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Cara Denisio. And I'm Dr. David Miller, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting it all together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of health care. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you need to know about. All right, here's another episode of that naturopathic podcast. Dr. Dave, it's a little different today. It's a little different, Dr. Kara. It's just you and me. You and me, which I love. It's yeah. a, it's a, we're calling this ND house call. So two NDs in the house. Yeah. Cause you need a, a two ND opinion, right? That's our thing. Mm-hmm. That's our clever little thing. A second opinion, a two ND opinion, but what's our opinion on today? We, we don't even know exactly. Uh, it's not a great way. I'm sure to introduce a, a, a chat, but we, we don't know exactly how things are going to go, but we do want to talk about uh, our perspectives of naturopathic medicine, past, present, and maybe how we think things are going to go in the future. Um, yeah. Yeah. We we can't, we can never guarantee where our conversations go, but, uh, that's the loose framework and, uh, it'll be fun just to feel it out. See, see what, uh, what we have to say. Um, Yeah. So why are we talking, why are we talking a little bit more from our own perspectives today? You, you sort of, you came to me and said, I think we need to talk about, uh, something. And, And what was your sort of thinking behind that? Um, I've just been gathering, I don't know if it's energy or just a bit of intuition of uh, some momentum and excitement and change happening in medicine in general, Um, Mm -hmm. and particularly in naturopathic medicine. I don't know if that's the profession feeling it as a whole. I, I actually don't think so, because I think in some respects, our profession is really struggling, um, with some changes right now. Uh, but at least from my perspective, I'm feeling, I'm trying to go with a flow of energy that is just really positive, um, about, uh, how we're contributing to the world right now. So that's, that was the incentive. Yeah. It's all things, uh, right now, right. It's, it's a crazy time. Like, um, like now the pandemic just caused, causes you to really think about all things and all things get a real reckoning in, in some form. And I think we see it from our perspective, just like everyone else sees it from their perspective. Um, but I think it is, it's like a sort of universal, at least, well, Western world, maybe universal uh, thing. And yeah, the, from our perspective, I think there's some, there's some neat stuff happening in it, but it also is really, really difficult. Like I know what I'd say, like, are quite successful naturopaths like you, and I know quite a few other successful naturopaths that are struggling right now, which is not unique, I guess, to our profession, but it's still kind of crazy in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not just our profession right now. It's, well, it's, it's, it's the world, but if yeah. business in general, um, you know, cause we, we are just like physios or chiros or other allied health professionals, you know, we're also small business owners too. So, um, it's, uh, we don't just have that one hat of being a health professional. Um, yeah. we're all in some capacity, uh, no business owners too. Um, and, and it's so, all stuff we took for granted has changed, right? Like, like, yeah, it's hard enough for us. Like, look, I'm a hands-on, uh, you know, medical detective with a high GI IQ. That's my thing, right? Darn so, right. <laughs> hands-on is the first thing, but I'm yeah. surprised at how well I'm doing with the patients I have with with no hands, um, no hands-on. Anyway. That's because you were good at no hands-on before you got hands-on. You know what? The hands-on really helped because now I know what symptoms mean because I've been able to put it together over a year or two with what I learned with my hands, which is a whole new world Mm -hmm. of wisdom. Um, So I'm doing, I'm doing way better than I thought in terms of like outcomes, I have to say. Um, But imagine you're like uh, a physio. Mm -hmm. 
or like a or like a chiro or rmt or osteopath you know yeah. that's a, that's got to be tough i got to say though what i'm seeing i don't know i'm probably seeing the ones who have decided to um you know take some you know to take the creativity that they had to to, to have to open their businesses and uh, I'm seeing some really cool creative ways that manual practitioners are kind of showing up for their people and uh, just doing things virtually in a different way. And so I don't know, that's been really, really cool to watch how, um, you know, they've e- either been doing exercise classes or coaching virtually. Um, it's kind of neat. The adaptation to be able to, is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like and commendable and, and really, yeah. Um, I'm impressed with the adaptability of, a lot of our, our people. So the other, and the other reason that I said we should do this is, you know, TMP's uh, gaining some awesome listeners. We got some, some cool people listening and uh, I know you don't love this as much, but sometimes it's nice to know your hosts a little bit better. Yeah, I, well, I guess so. We, I, you're right. We sort of focus on trying to make, um, we try and show how great uh, our guests are with what their magic is as, as naturopaths, their, at least their slice of naturopathic uh, wisdom. And yeah, we haven't talked too much about ourselves, I guess. So yeah, it makes sense, Kara. It does make sense to talk a little bit about ourselves in a way. But mine will drift into like philosophy. That's because that's you. Yeah. Every, you can make anything drift into philosophy yeah. <laughs> or well, war why... allergies as we've ju- discussed. You've got, those are two skills you got. I know. <laughs> Okay, so uh, maybe just quickly, uh, what what sort of got you uh, into the natural? Because you come from a line of sort of conventional medicine uh, uh, practitioners and and officials, uh, and here you are, uh, not conventional. Although I dare say that conventional could learn a little bit from us, uh, and probably vice versa. That's part of the problem we're dealing with these days, but I won't get into that philosophy yet. <laughs> later. How did later. how did our <laughs> how did our little uh, our little Kara, uh, uh, who was probably lined up to be a GP or a specialist, get into what we do? Yeah, I was. I don't know if I. Yeah, I was. I was in the environment that it was. Uh, it was expected i mean i have a half asian family right you know there's high expectations that you know you're gonna play a musical instrument do well in school and become a lawyer or engineer or 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 doctor um and i just happened to come from a doc a family of i don't know i think i can count six 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 or seven medical doctors in my direct family uh Mm -hmm. including my dad although i have very vivid memories of my dad saying no kara don't be a doctor Funny though, um, like why, why did the, mm-hmm. when you think in retrospect, what's that all about? I don't know if he really meant it. I think it might've been a day where uh, he said it a couple times. I think it might've mm-hmm. been a day where he was just disillusioned with the politics of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always loved the medicine. Like he's a radiologist. So he, he, um, it's, he's always loved that part of it and being fascinated and I'd love to go up to his attic and look at films with him. Um, so he likes the curiosity and the medicine part, but I think it was the uh, politics that he's like, this is not, yeah. it's not worth it. Yeah. So, but then you ended yeah. up going, you got your master's in nutrition, met your lovely husband, a uh, real husband. Yes. Um, how, how the heck did that turn into uh, being a naturopath at CCNM? Uh, it was the nutrition, right? I went yeah. to University of Guelph, um, for biomedical science, um, thinking I actually wanted to be a vet. I kind of was like a, a teenager who loved horses. So I thought that was a cool mix of medicine and animals and realized I didn't have the guts for veterinary medicine. Um, and, uh, I got into nutrition and I was, I was hooked. I was like, yeah. this is health. This is so cool. This is how you really deeply impact the health of people. Um, we could just stop there for a minute because yeah. that's we'll continue on with you. But I think that's a good, a little uh, important point because I think that's how a lot of a lot of naturopaths get into being a naturopath, right? Yeah. It's kind of like the most hardcore, uh, immutable truth <laughs> that diet has some impact on your health. Like mm-hmm. th- there's lots of other you can have debates about a lot of um, 
other aspects maybe or or uh perspectives of of uh naturopathic uh, therapies and all that but come on like diet that's hard to that's hard to like refute that it has a huge impact on your health right well for us not for everybody well i i think uh, every, i think it's it's i mean even the most don't you think the most staunch supporter of uh conventional medicine would say that your diet is important they may not know the details but they probably know if you stuff your gob with like kfc haven't eaten a vegetable since adam was a boy you know what i mean like if if you don't do any of those basic things i think they know they may not get paid to know or whatever to get paid to tell people that advice but they know don't you think I hope so. I think, and it's changing. I mean, where we were 10 years ago and where we are now, I do think that is more of a unknown truth. I mean, a lot of things are sticking in my head, but maybe it's the ones that just sound so ridiculous. Like um, gastroenterologists saying, oh, diet has nothing to do with your Crohn's, you know? Right. That, Uh, I mean, you've heard that a couple of times. Yeah. I've heard that from patients a couple of times and it's, I just sort of look like, excuse me like really i even had a patient who's um uh i don't know if they their son or their daughter or whatever was in uh, a university i think they were at queens and they went to look at a uh, gastroenterology textbook there was nothing in the gastroenterology textbook about i think it was vitamins or nutrition mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it was nutrition i forget but it was, it was just it was like a, he said it was a massive textbook and there was nothing about mm-hmm. nutrition, which mm-hmm. is just like, wow, crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think the knowledge is the knowledge is there. It's very solid, but it's often too, even if that is recognized, like, you know, say, uh, you know, and I don't want to speak for specific doctors, but in general, you know, if, if someone goes into their doctor for, you know, and their blood sugars are creeping up, it's acknowledged, right? It might be like, oh, your blood sugar is creeping up. Um, yeah, you could see the dietitian, but sometimes that, that is very flippant, right? It's, it's very, or we'll just check it again in six months and see where it is. Well, that's the hierarchy though, right? Wouldn't you say that's sort of like, well, I'm the doctor. You like, I guess you could go to the dietitian. Wouldn't that be kind of like a hierarchy thing? I know. I, I think you're not acknowledging the, the real treatment. That's the treatment. Yeah. Yeah. It's a core. I, yeah. I'm saying, I think you're, you're right. It is a core treatment, but from their perspective, like they're like, I'm the doctor. Right. And also let, I'm not slamming doctors. Again, I say this all the time on here. We're not slamming all doctors. We're not slamming all naturopaths. We're just saying like, these are phenomena that we see mm-hmm. more often than not. And like, I have to agree that I don't like being told like, so if the doctor you know, when we write a letter to the doctor, like, can you do this test or that? And you no one wants to be told to do that. You don't like that. I'm sure if someone says, yeah, I don't do that. I won't do that. Yeah. So, um, I guess what I'm saying is we sort of see things through our own lens. The doctor sees it as like, I'm the doctor and yeah, you could go to see the dietitian, but like I've got these powerful medicines and surgery. So we'll just wait till you need them. Yeah. 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 And you know, give them a break again, because as far as I know, and I, I'm risking being wrong, but I'm, I'm done with being worried about risk all the time now, Kara, but um, I'm, I'm risking being wrong, but I, I don't think there's like billing codes for uh, some of the things that are pretty much like core fundamentals of health. So like if there's no billing code for nutrition, I d- and I don't know if there is, uh, there is in some areas and maybe there isn't in other jurisdictions, but if there's no billing code for something, do you think someone's going to do it? No. They're not. But you're just, uh, you're making too many. It's funny, you're you're apologizing, but I think you're making more excuses than I would because that's just not good enough. You know, that's not good enough for the health of people, right? And if we have a certain knowledge that something, if we have a certain knowledge that something is the treatment and something will prevent that person from in a year having diabetes, there is a very huge responsibility that those steps are taken and those steps are educated and those steps are um, followed through with the patient. 
there's a responsibility that that should happen. And I don't want to make excuses that there's no billing codes or that they don't have the education. If there's something I don't have the education on and a patient sitting in front of me, I, I, I learn it. I'm about to swear there. Well, I fucking learn say? it. Yeah. I learn it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I, yes, I get there's a system, there's training issues. There's a whole bunch of issues. Um, but at the end of the day, it, if a patient is sitting there and there's a therapy, um, it's maybe not sexy. It's, it's not, and it's very complicated. It's not a algorithm and a simple dosing. Um, but we have a responsibility to people and the health of our world is struggling that we got to show up and do better. Ooh, she's fired up. Yeah. Yeah. She's fired up. <laughs> we didn't get very, uh, we didn't get very far in your story. We're still at no, nutrition we and we could, we could keep going on nutrition, but Let's, let's uh, just sum it up. I think nutrition is a, an irrefutable cornerstone of health creation and disease prevention and disease treatment. And if you don't believe that, then I think you wouldn't be listening to this any longer. Shall hmm. we continue? Yeah. Actually, I just was thinking of something back from my undergraduate um, degree. And uh, I remember being in... I took a course on nutritional immunology, a entire semester course on how the, how nutrition affects the immune system. Cool. I did a whole course on probiotics and this was back in 2002, right? This was, this was before probiotics were cool. Yeah. I did a whole course on nutrigenomics and nutrition impacts. Um, uh, I remember those too. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Took yeah. yeah. So really cool because I mean, and that's what you get in research-based, you know, or universities, you get forward thinking, um, uh-huh. ideas. You should, you should. However, I do wonder if things are changing a little bit, but we'll go down that rabbit hole next. Yeah. I don't know. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, but I'm thinking because that was now 20 years ago and those things are only now, at least in our world standard, very yeah. well known. Like, and to the, you know, you know, I've heard of kids in the Owen Sound pediatric unit getting prescribed probiotics, right? Um, or we're starting to talk about how, you know, nutrition affects genes. And now we have the genetic testing. So it's evolved to that. Um, we're definitely not talking about how nutrition impacts the immune system because we're not. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy, which is, which is silly. Yeah, it really is. But yeah. my point in that is that, you know, it's funny, you think of naturopathic medicine as old, you know, as, as old wisdom. I actually think often it's ahead, right? And you've talked about this where eventually what we are doing now will be conventional in the future. Oh, you're giving away, you're giving away my, uh, my punchline at the end. Okay, we'll come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Anyway, Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk. We were talking about my my school, and that's that's the thought that came to mind as I'm kind of weaving where I was and where I am now. Yeah, as, so that's that's early two thousands, and and maybe uh, maybe it was different back then, or or whatever. Like there is definitely, I think. Um, so I've said this in the past. Like, if you give me three opinions, one's a PhD, one's an ND, and one's an MD, I'm going to listen to the PhD usually the most. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that was my stance for the longest time, and now I'm just wondering um, if the research that is being done, which is funded, mm-hmm. it has to be funded at some point. The funding is skewing the research that's being done with a certain bias. So therefore, the sort of untouchable intellectual stuff that was going on in academia. I wonder if it's changing a bit right now because I've been listening to uh, This Week in Virology, <clears throat> really cool podcast, sharp, sharp PhDs on there. Um, but you can see the slant on everything is, is um, if there's a little bit of a bias, like they're sharp. Oh man, like it's, I love listening to it. But it, there seems to be like a real slant that is sort of, uh, it's, it's like, un- um, unconscious sort of slant in terms of like the, the view of virology. And there's no real talk of uh, the beauty of like the immune system. It's, it's more like um, it, it ends up being like a lot of talk about um, interventions like vaccines, which have 
been wonderful in so many ways, right? Like I'm not slamming vaccines at all, but it seems like instead of thinking, you, did you know, you know, Mr. Virologist and vaccinologist that those, those um, vaccines are useless without an immune system. Mm-hmm. And so we don't, you know, do you realize that like that you take all the credit to the vaccine, but we don't give any credit to the beautiful response of the immune system. It's like a, it's a team. So it, it seems like, um, everyone's quite keen on uh, a lot of the guests they've had on this week in virology are quite keen on like vaccines. Um, but, but they're not as keen on the idea of herd immunity, which is kind of strange. It's like, well, isn't that the idea with the vaccine is to gain a herd immunity. So uh, what I'm saying is just from, cause that's the only, uh, real academic insight, I guess I have of recent time cause mm-hmm. I've been away from school for so long, but they just seem very, very, there's a, there's a bias towards, uh, like finding a particular knockout gene that can be treated with a particular intervention. And it's very deterministic and we need to know the parts to know the whole, but it's so focused on the parts that we're forgetting the whole at times. And I just feel like that's, um, that's just a perspective that I have from listening to these really super intelligent people who I know have the greatest of intentions. I just feel like it's like in the, it's in the culture of learning that the, the uh, financial benefit of in the end is probably skewing some of the investigations. Yeah. Because the, well, the quality of the knowledge you get, it a hundred percent depends on the quality of the questions you ask. And if the questions are being influenced by something, then you're going to get only a certain lens or type of knowledge at the end of it. Mm hmm. So I don't know, maybe, maybe that was like, uh, you know, your time in nutrition there. If you're learning that stuff, then I wonder what it's like now. I don't know. We've been out of school for a while, right? So sure. Um, maybe it's different, but anyway, that was, that was at Aberdeen or was that, uh, at Guelph you're talking about? That was at Guelph. Those, that, that was Guelph. Okay, um, then what in Aberdeen you learned about, uh, fishy fish fishy oil. Yeah. Oil. I, I did research on fish oil in the endothelium, um, or the lining of blood vessels. I also drank a lot of beer, <laughs> gained a lot of weight, uh, met my eventual husband on the first day of class. We literally collided and uh, exchanged our first text message, my first text message ever. Uh, so there was a lot of fun and traveling and, uh, and learning too. I learned, I learned quite a bit, but uh, um a lot of it came came from Guelph. It, it was uh, it's a pretty big center for nutrition, at least in Ontario. Yeah, like you said, I think those those nutrition those good nutrition programs and good health programs. I think Western had a lot. University yeah. of Western Ontario, a lot mm-hmm. of our naturopathic colleagues came from there too, because I think they introduced the importance of basic uh, nutrition and, and health principles to their health sciences, which is mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. And you ended up at uh, CCNM. What like why didn't you go to medical school? Um, I don't really know to be honest. <laughs> I didn't prep you with this question. No, I've tried to answer that before. I just was compelled. There was something I at the time I was not a rebel. Like if you if you knew me as a kid or a teen, I was not a rebel. I was like the little Asian kid on the band, like mm-hmm. top of the class, winning the awards kind of geeky person. Getting all the good stereotypes down. I, I just, I went with stereotypes and ran with them. So I was not a rebel breaker. So like me going there and becoming, you know, an ND or the black sheep in a, you know, around my Christmas dining room table. Was, You're what kind of doctor? Uh, did I say did sheep doctor? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> just the question you always get when you say I'm a naturopathic oh. doctor. You're what kind of doctor? Yes, you're God, what? Here, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was never overtly said, but I could read the energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it was a big choice for me. It was a very rebel move. And it, uh, I've had to work very hard in the last 10 years to kind of bring the rebel out in me and to feel comfortable speaking out. Um, and I've only recently realized that I, I, I'm here cause I'm cut out to be here. Right. I'm here mm-hmm. because, you know, if I look at my childhood or look at, you know, my strengths, my strengths are creativity, 
thinking out of the box and synthesizing information. Like those are some big traits of mine. And uh, I'll add to that breadth of information. You have a great breadth of information mm-hmm. and um, uh, you're fun. And fun. And you don't get... Yeah, I, don't, don't underestimate that. You, if, you can make, if you can make nerdy shit fun, uh, that's, that's like some alchemy and it's useful. Yeah. And you got to have fun. Like if you're helping people with their health, like it's a human interaction and, and it, when you can bring fun into that, that's... Yeah, you know. we have to laugh. You know, you have to yeah. laugh about vaginas. I have to laugh about poo. And if you, I mean, what you else can you want, do? <laughs> you don't want to do it maybe with everyone all the time, but man, no, of course that, not. You've got to have that in your, in your uh, repertoire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad I, I honestly, I'm now every day, well, come to work on my computer screen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we've had struggles. Like the last 10 years have been super hard when we met. Uh, you know, we weren't sure we were going to keep going. No, I remember we, uh, you and I used, we'd meet, uh, we met a few times at, I think at McDonald's, had a coffee at McDonald's and yeah. uh, we'd sort of commiserate on how crazy uh, it is to be a naturopath and how kind of hard it is. Hmm. Well, no, let's not say kind of, I found it really hard. It was hard. Yeah. And for any ND, like younger NDs listening, um, I'm sure every generation can say this about the one before them. Mm-hmm. Like we had some good mentors and awesome people who led the way t- to make it easier for us. I can't imagine one or two generations of NDs before us that the struggles they would have gone through. Um, no path was, was like, yeah, yeah, there was no path through. They, they made a path for us. They they did. Yeah. Uh, trail, they trailblazed. And we yeah. had like this little path, <laughs> this little shoddy path, like maybe yeah. through the woods. And now I feel like uh, the path is like, we could blow the path up, right? If enough yeah, NDs I- step up and do really awesome, good work and speak, you know, with some passion and conviction and backed up by really serious game, we can mm-hmm. blow the path up. Yeah. Yeah. Things are much, I'd say there's much more potential um, for success because as an naturopath or as an aspiring one, because uh, people are having a, getting a better understanding of what it is we bring. And I think that was, we always had good, we always had good stuff. We mm-hmm. always had game, but people just didn't know, other than like early adopters, right? Like people who are just like so ahead of the curve um, Mm -hmm. that were, you know, and that's maybe the one advantage that old naturopaths had. There might've been like, you know, 10 naturopaths in Toronto at one point, you know, and it's like, the people are going to find you. Yes. (laughs) Right. So, um, but yeah, like you've said, I think we stand on the the shoulders of giants. And so um, the stuff that was hard for me and you, and everything's uniquely hard for us in our own ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I was, I was depressed at times just because I was not successful in any sort of meaningful aspect of the word, in any way of the word. And so that was really hard. And so when we were getting together, that was my big thing. I was just like, holy crap, I have no money. And I paid tons of money to go to school. And, you know, I didn't have a big, you know, I had to pay, I was paying a big loan. And it was just, it was hard. But... Uh, you and I helped each other out a lot. And I think that's why we're such good buds is because we sort of pulled each other, made each other better um, in those tough times. But there was tough times, I have to say, like bad times. Very, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I did a post last week, I five years into practice, you know, you know, 10 years since being in university or doing any sort of chemistry, I decided I'm out of here, like done. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of throwing my brain against the wall and nobody getting it. Yeah. Uh, it was too frustrating. I didn't want to keep pushing anymore and wrote my MCAT. And I'm like, I'm going back to med school. I'm, I'm, I'm going to become a real doctor. Yeah. Uh, and that's literally how I felt at the time. I'm like, I'm, I'm out of here. Done. Yeah. Uh, so that's how hard, how hard it got. Um, can we rewind? <laughs> can we rewind so that we can end up in that pit of despair? <laughs> <laughs> How, how did you get to, how, we'll get how did past, I get to the pit of despair? We'll, we'll get past the pit of despair, <laughs> but can you tell us how you got there? How did you, how did you get to that edge of the cliff? 
Yeah, yeah. Ba- I, back up to young Dave when you were, you know, a, a hippie, a, a hippie meditation with really long hair and baggy pants. Yeah. No, I went. I uh, I applied to to medical school. I got really good grades in uh, my last uh, couple years of uh, university. So I wasn't. I was not doing. You know, I didn't do the Asian thing. I was terrible at music. I got thrown around all the different instruments because I was horrific at everything. And then yeah, later that's on, that's more your thing now than me. <laughs> listening. I'm a good listener of music. I can't make anything. But anyway, uh, I got really good grades towards the end. So it was like a late bloomer that way. And then, um, so with my grades, they were good enough to go to pretty much any medical school at that point in time. Um, maybe not U of T, but the, you know, I had like nineties, right? So those, those are good grades. And I thought, okay, I'll become a doctor. And that, so I, um, uh, actually I thought I'd be a pharmacist first and I worked with the most amazing pharmacist, Ron Chaplow in King Carton, but I realized I didn't like it, even though I loved Ron, he was like the nicest guy ever and an awesome pharmacist who like, he was, he was, I think he's still working, but he was an amazing pharmacist because he was a great guy. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't really like the whole pharmacy gig. And then I decided, oh, I should become a doctor. And then I applied to medicine. And then I didn't like how I felt after I applied. Something was like, this didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things like you were saying, like you something, it's hard to explain um, why you chose to go to a uh, naturopathic college. But at that point, I just was like, eh, I don't know what to do. So I ran away to New Zealand and lived with, uh, lived, uh, met up with a, a old friend of mine, li- lived on the beach for about six months and didn't care about anything <laughs> uh, conventional. It's funny. Um, I, I applied to CCNM f- from New Zealand. Oh, really? Yeah. Weird, because that's New yeah. Zealand is where I had my first inclination of first homeopathy. And then I thought, uh, then I looked into that because the, the interwebs was, you know, kind of getting bigger at that point in time. And and then I uh, I found out about naturopathic medicine. I was like, bam. If you want to so hear there, the power of nature, you need to be in New Zealand. Like that. Is oh, my God. That place, that place is magic. Magic. Yeah, it's a magic place with magic people, really just such down to earth wicked people um but anyway yeah so there is where i realized okay naturopathic medicine that is like exactly how i sort of think of health medicine it was like it's got many different ways of looking at things got many different uh risk-free approaches to uh to healing and and supporting body it was like i'd never seen one never went to naturopath mom never took me to one but i was like that is the philosophy i read the you know all the tenets of of the uh, principles and i was like damn that is that is the kind of medicine for me so then mm-hmm. uh, i came back and and got into that i thought it was really hard to get in but maybe it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> anyway i got in and uh yeah i was i was you know mostly happy with it but i would still say my favorite teachers at naturopathic college were not naturopaths they were uh, do you remember patricia heritage she was an immunologist mm-hmm. phd yeah she was and, great and dr terzik which uh, he was a neurosurgeon medical doctor <laughs> yes and oh actually no uh, arvin janab was my uh, favorite naturopathic doctor uh, uh, teacher and he was he was he had the principles and the old school stuff like it's like coursing through his veins mm-hmm. so so yeah that was my story to there and then uh, and then I ended up, which was a skip to the pit of despair. Yeah, let's. Then you ended up in a pit of despair. <laughs> Actually, oh no, I'll say, right in, I'll say in you. school. I'll say in school that I did get into homeopathy. Oh my God, did you hear that, everyone? I got into homeopathy. A logical person into homeopathy. Um, but you would too if you saw it fix your mom's uh, fibromyalgia. So, mm-hmm. and also I had uh, like bleeding sort of stool colitis stuff going on that I fixed with a homeopathic remedy on myself too. So I was kind of like, mm, there's something to that. Um, and now it's, I, I just have it as part of my tools, but I did for a while there really like it. And uh, someday I hope the, the, uh, the naturopaths integrate what I call rational homeopathy back. Cause it seems like it's taken a, a bit of a backseat. It's like the redheaded stepchild of, mm-hmm all the naturopathic interventions, right? We're going to, we're going to do an episode on that. Ooh, I don't know. Might get censored. It might. So how did, um, so the, so the pit of despair is literally the first five, six, seven years of practice, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. 
Probably about yeah. that. I tried so many different things, Kara. I tried yeah. like little things that was like, because people don't understand the gangster shit that we're bringing. So you'd, I got into like mesotherapy, which was this injectable uh, pain therapy, which worked really great. And then the college naturopath said we couldn't do it. I was like, great. I spent $5,000 on that. That's out the window. And then uh, I got really into acupuncture, which is the, one of the best things I did at the beginning because I, I find conventional medicine doesn't have a great handle on pain management in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a physiatrist or someone does, but you know what we see in our general practice, uh, uh, we don't really see like really uh, thorough assessment and root cause a treatment of pain. So I found acupuncture to be amazing. So I went pretty deep on acupuncture and I still am, well, you know, I'm pretty handy at acupuncture still. You, so. you got ninja skills with those needles. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was what I did. That's one of the good things I did in the first, uh, maybe five, six years. I got really into the uh, trigger point therapy and integrating. Again, it's my style. I integrate the best of all the things. So I'll take some traditional points and do some myofascial release. And, you know, now I integrate it with osteopathic uh, stuff. So, yeah. And then you met me. Then the pit of despair. And and then I met my work wife to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then it changed. And it really did. I mean, uh, you, sometimes you got to help have someone, sometimes you have to have someone, you know, above you out of the pit of despair pulling you up. Or sometimes it's nice to have a, a friend or someone who gets where you are to kind of crawl your way out together. Yeah. And I think I that's, like why, that's what we did. Yeah. That's why we got yeah. a strong relationship. That's why I, yeah. I hesitate to stay to, well, whatever, you're probably my best friend, you know, and it's because we went through that garbage and made each other better. And now we are gangster ass naturopaths kicking some royal ass. Royal. <laughs> well, we're really letting loose today. What are we doing? I've said would, gangster I like go, three times. <laughs> I've sworn a few times. I have a couple more in me. Um, wh- what would you say to naturopaths listening? Because, um, you know, especially younger, younger NDs, um, you know, who are at the start of their career, what, what would you say? Because just, and to preface this question, uh, when I posted that MCAT, uh, you know, post on my Instagram, you can check it out. Um, I had probably 10 young NDs or naturopathic students say, thank you so much. I'm seriously questioning my choice. I'm questioning if I can do this. Like I'm just questioning what I've done. So what, do you have any words for them? Oh my God. I think, I mean, I've got such, I could have such a long list of things that I cocked up that you just don't have to. Mm-hmm. or things that I didn't do that you should do. And you can really, really save, I think, a lot of pain doing it that way. Um, you, better, you better love it. Mm-hmm. You better be, from your head to your toes, you better be like ready, ready to love this shit. Um, because it, it is, you're going against, I mean, look, there's conventional is good because you just go with the, you know, go with the current and we're not going against the current still. Uh, and that will probably continue for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you got to be ready. You got to be okay with going a little bit against the current, I think, because it's easier to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say, uh, I, what I didn't do Carol was I didn't um, immerse myself under the guidance of a, of a mentor or uh, someone who, is truly successful in, in more senses of the word than they sell a lot of supplements. You know, someone who you look up to and, and think that you could, you'd like to take a bit of what they have. I didn't okay. do that. And I would recommend that. For sure. The same for you. Yeah, I, I would. I look, I wish I had that. I, I really do. Um, mm-hmm. And whether that's something our profession needs, uh, it does, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and it does, I think like for, it's, some of the people we've interviewed are some of the people that I wish if I was younger, I would have like learned under like, um, the ones that come to mind with Ben Snyder, Jordan Robertson, um, for sure. Just because they're really solid in their, in their way they're going about things and, um, and successful in different aspects of the word too. Those are a couple that come to mind for me. Yeah. I, uh, what would I tell them? I, I think one of my answers was 
it's going to suck, right? It's, it's going to suck. You're going to question it every single day. You're going to have days that you love and you're going to have days where you just fucking want to give up. Um, and there's going to be days where you're like, I don't know anything. And days where you're like, I can solve this. And you're almost a little bit too headstrong about it. Yeah. Um, until one day, one day it, it, I don't know, for me, it was literally very quick that it clicked that I'm like, I have the best job in the world and I could see in front of me the change that I was creating. Um, but that just, that doesn't come together very fast. No, and I, I, so that happened for me when we started, started to like go, okay, let's pull our socks up a bit here. This is ridiculous. We got opportunity here. Um, and I think part of it also Kara came from seeing enough people by the time that mm -hmm. was what, six, maybe six or five years, six or five years in for mm -hmm. you and me. And we'd seen enough people that are just sort of, sort of like disillusioned. Maybe they're, they, they have a, a job that pays well, but they're like, they don't like their job and that's most of your life. And mm -hmm. you start to go, okay, all right. I do have some problems, but they're problems that are probably not as bad to me than actually hating my job every day and being stressed like crazy like had a patient today it's like <clears throat> just stressed from work like mm -hmm. he's just providing for his family doing the best he can what do you do now you know you're mid middle age would you start it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. so I, th I think i saw enough of that too that i was like you know what i should stop bitching and moaning and just be prepared to swim harder against the current and because I kind of like being in the water maybe you know what I mean like yeah if you like the struggle a little bit that's why I said that's why I said you gotta I like it's it addictive now there's well, we're, we're really good now though gets more addictive as you get good right don't you think yeah mm -hmm. yeah when I see someone when you see someone and they know sort of how I work or you work we can be pretty confident that if they're willing to do the work, we're going to get a result. Mm -hmm. And that's a good feeling which I, that I didn't have. And that's what I, I would say to the, young, the youngsters who are starting out, uh, naturopaths too, is like, <clears throat> you'll get better and you, you, will, uh, you will find ways uh, to get results faster if you... Uh, have the tutelage or mentorship, I think, of someone mm -hmm. who's who's got their shit pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah, because there's an art that's not learned in a research paper. No. Although, always, always research. Always. Kara. Always. Where's always research. My yeah. yeah. And that's something we've doubled down on this year, in this past mm -hmm. year. We've said... We are dedicating this year to getting really good at our specific, our specific niche. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about how you, uh, okay. So niching, I think niching is really important. You'll hear it from like business coaches and stuff. And I think in the future, Kara, we'll, we will be probably, I'm going to predict that we will be helping some young naturopaths get better because we actually went through the actual garbage mm -hmm. shit at the bottom. Mm -hmm. We're like Drake, we started from the bottom, right? <laughs> Yeah, I would say, and, but you can look at niching, you can look at niching from a business perspective. Um, and, uh, we just did interviews with Dr. Tina for her business summit and, you know, it, from a business perspective, it makes sense, right? You can totally. one message, you're talking to one population. Uh, you can really narrow down on how you speak and your conversations, um, and draw draw in that audience so from a business perspective certainly it makes sense and i think that's really why it's it's um often that's how they promote portrayed, it that, right that's yeah, why exactly it's, but it's not portrayed in the fact of you you can't be a specialist you can't know everything you just can't right and i mean we're both good generalists like i i can treat a planter's ward if i have to or yeah you know a skin rash or excessive earwax you know that's or your own diarrhea Yes, that too. <laughs> Although I'll probably ask you about that one. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing about niching is that you get to hone your craft. Like you get to obsess like crazy over, yeah. over something that you could study your whole life and still not be 
know everything. See, that narrative is not really out there. No. So there's a struggle. So we'll, we'll try and move on from this because this is really focused on like young naturopaths and naturopaths for, yeah. we'll just focus, we'll, we'll move on in a minute. But if that narrative changed from, um, you know, this is what you need to do for business. And we all know business has to be part of the deal. Like you have to make money. Just the practice. A, yeah. Yep. But if you, if that narrative was changed and, and expressed in the way that you're saying it, which is like, hey, listen, what's, what do you really like? Like, what do you really like? Yeah. And be, be, oh, you know, whatever. I'll, yeah, sign me up because I can work harder on that than I can work on something I don't give a crap about. You know, so that's if you got a real interest in something. And that's why a lot of those, I think a lot of our colleagues who have like a problem in some area or something they've overcome, like if they've overcome uh, severe depression or if they've overcome like colitis or whatever, mm-hmm. they do have a bit of an advantage that way because they, um, you know, that's the silver lining of that is that, you know, something inside out and you've overcome it or you've really, you really understand it. Mm-hmm. So, and we both have, we've both, you've had gut issues. I've had yeah. lady bits issues. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a requirement, but it certainly helps, um, with the depth oh, definitely. of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you got to, if you got to fix something for yourself, go deep on that, then your, your depth of understanding is, is going to be much greater and, and your ability to communicate with somebody who's got that same problem is going to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tenfold more than if you're just talking about like skin. I like to talk about skin because it seems like a profitable place to niche. <laughs> Yeah. You know, very different that way. I want to ask you, um, what is a great day in clinic look like for you? Like what is a day that most days, most days. Yeah, I know. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Don't I know. see so little hesitation because, um, I get results and I have that, you know, what, what are, what are we all wounded healers or something? I don't know. Like we all want to help people. We all, I feel better when I can make someone else feel better. Mm-hmm it's as simple as that for me, I think. And I'm like, a, I'm like a, uh, a detective, you know, health detective. I like to figure stuff out when someone else says, you know what? No one's going to figure this out. I'm like, bring it on. I, I bet you, I, I bet you I got an angle on that. So it's super fun. It's creative. It's, it's like, uh, helpful, uh, for the, for people. It's, I, it's high morality to me. Uh, the, 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 the ethics behind the way I practice and generally I would say most naturopaths practice is elevated compared mm-hmm. to most. I don't want to, you know, look, I'll just say ours is elevated or high, high standards. So like I can, I go to work, super fun, fix people up, creative, learn, boom. It's like another day at the office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Same. Yeah, it's the same stories. It's um and it's it's hard cuz I I've lost my surprise. Yeah, I expect um, <laughs> I've lost my surprise. So like and it's actually this week, how many times you know in the last When you had to shorten your visits? So last month I've been saying, "Dave, I keep having 45-minute follow-ups booked and I'm only I'm shortening them to 15 minutes and charging 15 minutes or yeah. some of them I'm like like I think three times this stop. week. Look said, at those ethics. Look at I'm those just ethics not going to charge you because we right? talked for five minutes. Look at those ethics yeah. coming through too, right? Yeah. So that's why I did a post a, a month or so ago. I said, tell your friends, everyone, if, if you've been touched by a naturopath, tell your friends, for God's sake, we're not allowed to, you know, we're not allowed to, to declare how great we are really, right? We're, we're, we're literally to. not allowed if for so, any public listening. We're not allowed testimonials or reviews or we can't even have the reviews on yeah, I had to turn page. off. I had to turn off Facebook reviews. I had too many high reviews. <laughs> no, I just not allowed to have reviews, and it's yeah. it's it's crazy. I mean, I you have you understand you have to understand the logic behind it, but it it, it that is the reality. So if you have been touched by a naturopath in terms of like making your life so much better, then please. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends. And they're not all like that. I mean, there's there there are certainly times where, you know. It's the times when you're like, I, I don't know why we're not getting movement here that you yeah. like, you print out a folder. I get, I'm like, Lisa, make a folder for this. And you know, you print out the research and you, that's when you really get, I'm, I'm solving this. I'm going to solve this. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can't always, um, 
but yeah, the, the amount of times it's like, well, your migraines are gone. Your health is great. Okay. Well, yeah. Tell call me when you need me. Call me when yep. you need me. Right. You know where to find me. So, um, yeah, there's lots of days in clinic. They're more, more, it's rare that I would have a day that is not a great day. Yeah. The, we're, we're also privileged compared to our, we should, you know, give some, give some love to our, uh, conventional medicine uh, mm-hmm. doctors too right because i think they have a tough they have a tougher job that way like Great point. my job is yeah my my job is like it's, it's i don't get any bad reactions to what i do and the worst thing is usually people maybe don't get better at sometimes but usually you know how many times out of 10 would that be that they're not addressing the fundamentals like nourish move relax sleep give a shit mm-hmm. about things um other times it's just a hard case they happen they happen but like our conventional medicine doctors like they're dealing with people who are maybe less prepared to do you know health creation and want like another pill Mm -hmm. or they want something fast or they're dealing with very serious acute like emergent life-threatening stuff that's sure. that's got to be harder on you and and so uh i'm just gonna say that's another thing that i'm very grateful for as an ashpath that we we get to deal with uh chronic cases that um they can be sad and we have and we have uh, a lot of our colleagues are really into naturopathic oncology right so mm-hmm. they deal well you did some you dealt with that a little bit too. yeah i but, that that's where i i started but, yeah but i love yeah there's something you know that's a that's an example that's really obvious uh in in patients who have cancer they are invested in their health you know that oh yeah they get shit done yeah yeah but you're right I, th- I love your point because our patients are sitting across from us or in the computer screen uh, uh, with us um because they're investing right they're mm-hmm. they're paying money they yep. know they have a problem Often they leave it too late, right? I, I, I often were the last case scenario, which I, I think uh, is okay. Hopefully that'll change, but that is the way it is, yeah. Yeah, um, but they're there because they want to be, and they're there because they want to change. And so it's a, it, there is such a team dynamic of let's figure this out. Like it's a, it's a let's figure this out, and they'll, they'll say, I will do what it takes. If you need those labs, I'll do it. If that's what I need to change, that's what I will do. And equally on my side, it's a give and take. It's like, I don't know that they answer to that right now, but we're going to work. We're going to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really nice exchange. It's less of that kind of old medicine authority. Um, it's It really is some teamwork that's really fun to be part of. Yeah, we're very privileged. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so where are we going, Dr. Dave? Medicine, like naturopathic medicine wise, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think I've said this for a couple of years. I think what's going to happen is that we are going to within our profession, probably get good enough um, results and we're not killing anyone mm-hmm. also, which is very handy when you're trying to um, help people. Ideal. Yeah. It's ideal. Um, we're going to get, a little bit more refined, I think, at what we do and get more predictable, reliable results and have better understanding of some of the reasons why the stuff we do works mm-hmm. um, to the point that it, it, it will not be, it cannot be ignored anymore. And to the point that what seems like an outlier now will then just get sucked in to what is considered conventional. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be only, it'll be based on merit and it will be, it'll be, um, taken, it will, it will be ab- absorbed into mm-hmm. what I would just say is good medicine. So, yes, I don't know. That's a, I mean, that's, that's a long like way Like a medicine away, I think. without labels. Yes. Because I, I wrote a post today and I got, I got a good response and <clears throat> it was like, I think a good medical doctor, high ethics, high understanding, intellectual understanding of, of the body, health, medicine, pathology. I think they're going to have, um, 
a lot in common with you and me. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so the, we have these same, same sort of ideals. Like we want to help people. We want to heal, we want to cure if we can make people better, uh, live better, longer, happier lives. I think we have that in common with like the ideal of, of any kind of doctor. Uh, but we, we really argue over the ways we get there. And I think at some point, um, the, the, the difference will be, uh, more and more negligible. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll get absorbed. Maybe we'll be like a, a a specialty or, or something. Um, Mm. but in, in maybe not the way we are, right. Like maybe not with all of the tools we have now and the way I, I don't know, but that might, the general theme is the, the good of the ahead of the curve outlier stuff will just be sucked into the conventional stream. What yeah. do you think? Um, similar. I, I, I think, I think similar. Um, just like what we're doing is less and less odd, right? It's, it's yeah. more and more accepted. In fact, it makes a lot of sense to most people. In fact, almost swinging to the, I would say more common opinion that, that this actually makes sense, right? This, this, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus that, that this is required and this, it's just common sense, right? It's, there's, there's a lot of common sense into what we're doing that when you, when you solve problems upstream, you, you know, you don't need as many life rafts at the end, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I don't I don't know where it's going. I think, you know, a lot of things are slowly appropriated. I don't know if again that's got a negative connotation, but just absorbed. I think into, that's what will happen. Yeah. Just like, you know, I have a patient today whose triglycerides are off the chart. And her doctor said, You need to be on high dose fish oil. And I'm like, Okay, you've read the evidence. You know that that is the best treatment, or at least mm-hmm. kind of therapeutic, aside from diet and lifestyle. But I was like, Okay, neat. Like that that's mm-hmm. really awesome. Or the kid I saw last week who, you know, was in, um, in a pediatric hospital and was given, um, was given probiotics on the floor. Um, yeah. so it's, it's changing slow. Um, I think we are doing our pushing and our p- pushing past the pit of despair is, uh, I, I, I really commend our profession because I, I do think we're, we are foraging away for better health. Yeah, I think, and we, we talked, we talked about, should we talk about this or not? I'm going to bring it up anyway. Um, you know, this whole, this whole pandemic thing, I think there's now a space for higher morals and ethics in all things in life, business, Mm -hmm. uh, everything. And so I think there's a real opportunity for, um, things that are just inherently good to, to um, fit into spaces where we don't need bad things anymore. And the, well, that's, that's not very clear. Uh, but really we do such good stuff and with such high ethic or moral intelligence, which is a kind of intelligence mm-hmm. that I think that is going to be, People are people are questioning things a little bit more the morals of the conventional ways because uh, now that we've had time to like go hey whoa, whoa that's weird that's should that be happening mm-hmm. and I I can sleep well at night in this profession very well yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why we're doing this podcast. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess if we want to kind of, as we close out our, the final chapter as to where we are now, um, we knew we needed a platform um, to have these conversations. And to, we've said, this is a love letter to naturopathic medicine. We're not making money, <laughs> right? Like we're not doing this again. You know, hey, we're Carol, not. I want you to clarify, we're losing money. Okay. We're losing money. <laughs> Right now, yeah. <laughs> but and I but mean, it's that's, worth it. it. It's yeah. I don't. It's do worth work. it for now. Yeah. 
It really is. Because we're doing, we're doing good work. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, we've had great conversations and even if nobody listens and the downloads are one, which they're not, you know, I, I'm really happy and proud of, of, of TNP and, and how we've grown, uh, by our first birthday. Uh, but even if you only had one listener, you and I still get to talk to really smart, ethical people with huge hearts and who are helping a lot of, of people. So, um, mm-hmm. that's why we do this. Mm-hmm. Is that the end? Yeah. Okay. So, well, well, let's, let's just say thanks to everyone uh, for, for tuning into the, the podcast, uh, which is uh, just me and Kara. I had a, I had a great time. Uh, well, I always have a great time with Kara, um, but that was fun. Maybe we'll do it again and uh, maybe let us know if you liked it or not with uh, just the two of us format. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we can do that easily as Kara and I can chat like this anytime. So thanks that for nauseum, we can in. chat like this. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Um, we'll catch you next time. We've got some good ones coming up.